Hey everyone, you're listening to the Sales with Kales podcast, the podcast where I teach you actionable and easy to implement sales tactics and techniques so you can walk away from each episode with a new insight that you can apply straight away to your sales process and sell more, more confidently. Let's get right into it. This is Sales with Kales. Welcome, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about objections. Now, when it comes to objections, there is literally so much that goes on. And objections, the way I see it, is it's so vague, but but can be so specific at the same time. And there, I can make 100 episodes about objections, But for this episode, we're going to specifically talk about a few key points when it comes to objections, more so about the when someone says, let's say, I want to think about it. What's the the background behind that? So first, let's jump into just a general why people have objections in the first place. And usually people have objections is with a product, with a service, with anything that involves uh, transactional sales, so money for service product, it's because they're unsure the benefits are going to be worth it. The amount of money you're asking appears to be either far too high or a little bit too high for the perceived benefits that they will receive. So that's that level of uncertainty that manifests manifests itself in the form of, of an objection. And If you guys are in sales listening to this, you've probably heard the most ridiculous objections, and they can be extremely frustrating. Objections can have you wanting to, you know, freaking punch a hole through the wall because some people make you so frustrated with them. And a key part in sales is number one, being able to be really calm when people give you objections. That's a huge, hugely overlooked area is that sense of calmness. Because because when people give you objections, your first tendency is, now t- if this is accurate, I'm sure it is, rapid heart beating, sometimes sweating, you feel your heart like sink a little, you get a little angry if this you spend time with this person and they've said everything is makes sense and is perfect and you love, they love what you're doing, they love the product, it's, they're going to see amazing benefits, but they just want to think about it. They don't want to make any rash decisions. They don't want to do it today. And and there's no one line to get to eliminate objections and overcome all of them because there are a trillion different types of objections. And just when you think, oh, I found the perfect line to eliminate an objection and overcome it, there's just a new ridiculous one. For example, uh, I was once selling a gym membership and... A lady was so excited to get started, super, super thrilled, loved everything about it, didn't have one concern. And <laughs> and when it came to asking for the sale, she just goes, uh, I'll have to come back tomorrow because I have to go to my dentist today. <laughs> and like that just fr- back in the day, like that frustrated me. That is the most frustrating thing to hear. And another one, and this is even more ridiculous, a guy wanted to sign up for a, a membership and a gym membership and 
he's been wanting to get back into exercise for months or even it was over a year actually and he didn't want to start within that week it was i think a tuesday he wanted to start next week because he told me and i'm not joking around he had a dinner to go to that night so he couldn't get started the two-minute enrollment process he couldn't take care of that because he had a dinner to go to in five hours and he wants to start next week and this just shows you like people will come up with the most ridiculous objections and they're called smokescreen objections actually they're not real they're just looking to uh, negate the point stop and uh, to, to stop the interaction and just leave because they just don't want to it's a polite way of saying no right so there are a few general statements you can use to overcome objections um, and we're going to get into that but let's get into like a smokescreen objection and what what i what i believe that is it's it's basically someone when they tell you something any smokescreen objection is not the real objection when someone says i have to talk to my husband or even I just want to think about it, in most cases, that's that objection is not the real concern. Is they have an unanswered, you didn't do a good job. For example, it's possible. You didn't do a good job at answering a question or concern that they had that they are not going to bring up to you. This is why there is a, a very good line of questioning that allows to elicit these type of concerns concerns at the end of the presentation obviously it is much harder but a lot of people hate sales again because of objections and if you flip the way you think about objections it's actually really really enjoyable to hear them because you can really really help people and walk them through and even sometimes people see the absurdness of their own objection complete absurdness on what their objection is it's like some people oh yeah what that doesn't make sense you know and it's like and then you can if you can walk someone through that you're it's perfect it's wonderful it's wonderful to see that come into you know that whole process work through itself where it's like someone tells you an objection and you walk them through on how that doesn't make sense and that you ending up with a sale, onboarding them on some sort of package. It's a wonderful feeling that you got to help them through that. And they're actually really, really happy that you helped them through that too, right? Not a lot of salespeople will do that. And we'll get into that topic as well. Um, but let's go back to when some when someone does give you an objection, right? And a lot of objections will be smokescreen objections. So let's say someone says that they want to think about it. And if someone tells you they want to think about it, or let's use another one for example. Let's say someone says they want to talk to their husband. I love it. Everything makes sense. I have no concerns. I just want to talk to my husband to make sure that he's on board. And the first thing I always recommend doing, because if you don't, and you've probably experienced this before, if you overcome that objection without isolating it first, there's going to be another objection. I've, in the past, I've seen salespeople uh, deal with the, I want to talk to my husband objection, and then they over, and the salesperson overcame that objection, only to experience and come across the prospect then to say, oh, but also it's too expensive. Now that's frustrating. That is frustrating, very frustrating. That's why you want to always isolate and make sure it's the real objection because you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste their time. It just ends up being a big mess if you don't. So if someone says, I want to talk to my husband or my wife uh, before I do this, here's the great line of questioning. Always flip it on what they say. Put them in that state. So I want to talk to my husband. 
great. You always want to, number one, agree with them. And you say, great, it's definitely important that your husband supports you or your wife supports you in a decision like this. Let me ask you a question. If your husband says yes to this, would we be moving forward? And they're going to tell you one of two things or one of three things, actually. One, they're going to say yes. And if they say yes, that's more or less the real objection. And that's why um, they're not doing business with you today. Or they're going to tell you no, I have other concerns, and that's going to save you a bunch of time and headache and frustration. Or they're going to tell you maybe. And if someone tells you maybe, you never want to hear a maybe. You always call a prospect out on a maybe. This is when it comes to being an assertive and a confident salesperson. Um, if you are not, then you're, le- you're going to let your prospects completely walk all over you. You're the expert in your field, and, and the way you have to see it is, it's like consulting is is there is you're helping them with an area of, in their life and they shouldn't be treating you to the point where they're just giving you these nonsense objections and wasting your time so if someone tells me in a situation possibly i'd go possibly how do you mean and it's never you want to never be confrontational with your prospects because a lot of salespeople do this and they come across pushy and they really, really, really turn people off to the point where they never come back. And how I mean by that is, here's an example. This is how not to respond to uh, an objection. I want to think about it as a prospect and you instantly get aggressive. Oh, what are you talking about? What do you want to think about? Or even here's a lower level example of that, but I want to think about it. And you just say, what would you like to think about? It just comes across as aggressive, even if your tone is not aggressive. And this is important with dealing with any objection. So any objection, you never want to straight away just dive right into attacking the objection. You always want to agree with them. You want to be empathetic. And if they're voicing an objection to you, whether it's a real concern or a smokescreen objection, you do want to be empathetic to them and say, okay, I definitely understand. Because if you were in their shoes and you voiced an objection and you were concerned about moving forward, you would also have some concerns and you'd also want that to be dealt with in an empathetic way and be walked through appropriately so you can feel confident in moving forward. And I just want you guys to think about, really, really think back to a time where you were in the midst of a buying decision where you had to make a choice whether or not to buy a product or a service and you gave i'm sure everyone has given me i'm just gonna walk around and think on it or i'm gonna sleep on it and if you're being honest with yourself it was because you're unsure if it's gonna be worth your money that's always the case now i know people are also gonna say well jordan i've been in situations where I've walked away and I've, I have thought about it and I've came back and I've done it. Of course. Yeah. And you know what was going on in that process? It was the rationalization of, will this be worth it? Because in the moment you didn't feel comfortable, you needed some more time to really, really feel comfortable and to really, maybe it's even building up the value on your own to make sure that was worth it because the salesperson didn't do a good job on that. When in reality, if the salesperson does a wonderful job at building the value, there is no reason to walk around and say, I want to think about it. And if you do that, it's because you have to rationalize yourself. Sometimes it results in, oh, it's not worth it. I shouldn't do it. Or sometimes it results in, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And then you come back and you do it. But that's what's going on there. And it's funny at that point because it's like, 
at at the point in time where you're walking around, it's like you have the information and and you're doing what the salesperson couldn't done, and you're your own salesperson selling you on that product, and you're making yourself feel comfortable in buying or not. But you're doing the salesperson's job because they couldn't do it. If you really think about it, that's kind of what it is as well, which is also kind of funny. I'm going to leave you to it with a few practical lines. And there is literally so many. And this episode is already way longer than I wanted it to be. And I can talk forever about objections. And I'm going to make a ton more episodes because it's so important. But here's a few general statements you can use when someone tells me that they want to think about it or any objection, really. It's a general statement. So here's where you go. If someone says, I want to talk to my wife or I want to speak to my husband or I want to think about it or I want to do this tomorrow, you go in a very empathetic way. You go, listen, you always agree with them. So I totally get that you want to do this. It makes sense. Now, John, usually when someone tells me they want to think about it or they want to talk to their husband, it's usually for one of two reasons. One is just a polite way of telling me that they're not interested or two, they're interested, but they have a lingering question or concern before really moving forward here. So John, I just want to ask you, which one is it with you? And if you do it like that, what it does is it breaks down to the, you lead the conversation to a point, a point where they have to make a decision and tell you, I'm either not interested and they say, okay, thank you for being honest. You will no longer, you know, they're not wasting your time anymore. You're not wasting theirs. Perfect. That's a no. That's great to get a no. Or they're interested, but they have a question or a concern. Now they're going to say, and this resets the conversation and they go, okay, number two, I do have a few questions or concerns. Great. What, you know, what, what's holding you back in terms of questions or concerns? What needs to happen here? So what are the questions? What are the concerns that they're going to voice forward to you in order for you to make them feel more confident? Because the reason they're not doing business with you that day and they want to push it off is because they're not comfortable with parting with that amount of money because they don't believe that the benefits in time, the perceived benefits are going to be worth it. And they have to be made felt more comfortable. And that's why this is a great line of questioning that you can use to reset your conversation and bring them get back to that point of benefit and return. And then after they start talking about it, question or concern, they're going to say, oh, the, the people can tell you again, a million different things is that oh, you know, the price point or, oh, this. And then you go back and then you bring it back to the benefits and then you get them talking again on the positive and the vision and the, and the side where they, they know what the benefits are. And they go, look, you break it down again and you change your tone and you say, John, let's go ahead. Let's do this, man. Let's get started because in two months time, here's where the benefits are going to be. Here's what's going to happen. How does that sound? And when you do that, you're bringing them back to that point of where they have to make a decision again. But this time, it's so much easier. Guess what though? Sometimes it takes four or five times on doing that to do that. But guess what? If you're afraid to ask past the I want to think about it, you're never going to get there. That's going to be it for today, though. I have rambled on a lot about this talk a lot longer than I wanted to. I hope you guys got some good value out of it. Stay tuned for the next episode. There's going to be lots of objection talking in the future to come. Take care. This is Sales with Kale.